This is the TJ Show Podcast. Yeah, today's the day. It's my 10-year anniversary. We got married 10 years ago today. It's also Jabo's birthday, by the way. That's happy, right. Happy birthday. Thank you. Producer Kenny made a suggestion. He said, would you be open to letting us have a press conference with your wife, Jess? What were you hoping to gain in this? I know you're in a fairly new relationship. Insight. I have general curiosities about your relationship that's lasted 10 years. and I'm just nosy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of different reasons why mm-hmm. we are welcoming my wife of 10 years onto the show. Hello, Jessica. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being here today. So <laughs> are, you, are you okay with doing this press conference? I don't know what questions they're all lined up with, but apparently they have questions for you. I mean, if I said no, it would be so awkward. Yes, sure, we're here. Okay, so welcome to our press conference. It's true, uh, I'm the introducer here. I've been married for 10 years to a woman who has been wonderful and has surprised me over and over again with how great marriage can be. Uh, Any questions? Any questions? Yes, Jess, uh, congratulations. I have to point to you first. I pointed to (laughs) J-Bo. You pointed to me. You pointed to Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. All right, Kenny. Go, go ahead. Go for Sorry, it, Kenny. I haven't, I haven't run a press conference. <laughs> it's all right. Before. We're me, all learning me, here. here. Uh, excuse me, uh, Jess and TJ. Um, congratulations, first of all, on ten years being married. But I know it couldn't have been all easy throughout the ten years. Was there any moment in time, Jess, where you considered bailing on the relationship with TJ? That is a good question. Uh, and honestly, no. You know, um, it would take a lot for me to go down that road, and TJ has never done any of the things that, in my mind, uh, equate a covenant break. But have I been really annoyed with him and wanted space? Absolutely. <laughs> oh. But never considered, never considered a divorce. No, but I think, are you asking, like, before we got married? At any point during the relationship. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, because I thought there was one point before we got married where you were questioning maybe I was uh, not the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. You want me to share that? Well, oh, yeah. Very, it's a press very, conference. Very briefly. I, well, see, why did I even bring this up? <laughs> she answered the question already. All right. Well, we, ha- we were dating. We weren't actually officially boyfriend-girlfriend. We were in that kind of, like, tenuous period of, like, is it going to keep going if, or is it not? TJ had, before he met me, he had recently got out of a relationship. I knew he had seen that girl again. And he had bought flowers that he put in his apartment, and he told me that the flowers were for me, and something in my mind just felt like it wasn't totally true. And I said, are you sure? And he said, well, they were also for the other girl that I just saw. And I told her the same thing. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, and in, dog! And in, yeah. in, in that moment, I thought, hmm, maybe he's not the one. <laughs> but, but hold on. So I was dating a number of girls at that time that you're referring to, and I had been on a date You know, when I was just getting to know Jess a little bit before that. And I did buy flowers. And since they were there, I was like, I'll just leave them left over for the next one. And this is not how I normally, this is not how I normally do business, but I liked Jessica so much that I told her what I did. I said, Hey, listen, you know what? There was another girl here. That's who these flowers were for. I kind of played it off like they were for you, but they were for her, but I'm glad they're here with you now. It was very awkward. And also that was at a time in my life where I was comfortable with being somewhat deceiving. That makes my skin crawl now thinking about it. But I would question that too. Now, if I was going to defend my old self for a second, I did admit it to her immediately. I mean, you were a player, but you hung up your player jersey, so let's not live in the past. No, I was living a, in the present. Right. I was bad at the game, as they say. <laughs> Jabo, you're up next. 
Go ahead. What did you want to ask here? Jess, congratulations on 10 years. If you were a kid, you'd be a tween. So big ups to you. Two full hands. <laughs> 10 years right there. Thank you. Now, when someone Thank starts you. to date somebody, there's usually characteristics that draw them to that person. For me, my husband, Archie, was very selfless. And so that drew me to him. What characteristic did TJ possess that drew you in? Mm, okay. Um, definitely his commitment to excellence. Like, he just cares about every little detail. I'm sure you guys have noticed this. Mm-hmm. The first time I met him, he was interviewing me. And he, he was so fastidious in the interview, and he just cared about everything. And he was both creative and also really, really smart. And so those were two things that were really attractive to me. Like That's he, okay. He both sides of his brain firing, which, like, I am very creative, but I'm not always super organized, and TJ is both, and I just think that's incredibly sexy. Oh, look at that. Oh, sexy. Look at that answer. Okay. I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, the first time I ever met my wife, Jess, was actually in a radio studio. That's a, I've shared some of that story before, but we were both living in New York City. She was on a subway platform with her ukulele, because she's a musician, and somebody encourage her to take the ukulele out of the bag and jam with her on a train. That video winds up getting filmed. It gets uploaded to YouTube, becomes a viral story almost overnight, over a million hits. She winds up on all these local news stations. And one of the listeners of the radio show that I worked on sent me an email saying, hey, you should interview this girl because I was hosting a podcast at the time and everything. So I set it up. And the first time we ever met was in a radio studio. And it's pretty funny looking back all those years. And yeah, she saw me in this space where I happened to be confident. And especially at that time, I wasn't confident in a lot of spaces, but I was confident with my work. So maybe there's something to learn there. If you're like I was for a lot of years, I was constantly struggling. How do I, quote, look good? Really, it's if you can just be confident, somebody will sense that mm-hmm. and I guess be attracted to it because it certainly wasn't what she was seeing that was making her run. T- <laughs> okay, that's like- <laughs> another thing. TJ is always joking about his looks. Jess, you obviously are attracted to him. Does it bother you that he does that? I just think he's like playing the self-deprecating humorous card. I, I don't think he really thinks that he's like an ugly creature. No, but hold on. But Jess, you saw pictures what? of me when I was younger and you know, I, I didn't really care about much. And you, you see, I looked like a high school kid into my early twenties. And so I had the confidence of a high school kid into my early twenties. And it wasn't until I started going to the gym and taking care of myself and learning more that I actually felt more attractive. So now do I think I'm like Brad Pitt? No, but I, I think I'm more attractive than I was. <laughs> but I met you at a time where I really started taking my health and everything very seriously. And so I think that yeah. that maybe was working in my favor a little bit. Yes, totally. And, and I, I mean, I just love, I love who you are. I love how you look. I love everything about you. So I'm here to tell you, I think you're super hot. Now, did uh, I get the better end of the deal? Sure. Yeah. And I mean, a, you married up for real. I'm willing to admit sure. that. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. I got the better end of the deal. <laughs> Who's not happy when they get the better end of the deal? You can say whatever you want. It's all good. Wow. Well, Jess, um, can, do you have do you have a moment to hang on for another moment? Because now Heather's uh, raising her hand and she wants to ask a question. Yep. Jess, you have said in a previous interview that TJ can keep the relationship fresh. How does TJ keep the relationship fresh? Are you asking for a friend? I'm asking for myself. Um, I have Lewis listen, my husband Lewis listening right now. So, <laughs> I would say that he is always wanting to spend time with me. Always, like if we get a chance to be just the two of us, 
he jumps at it. And it's just such a clear priority in his life, like above work, above even our whole family, our kids. He just constantly wants to, like, do something with just me, talk to me, figure out what I'm thinking, what I want, like what my dream looks like. He's always just so laser-focused on me, and it's, I don't have to ask for that. I don't have to tell him, like, I miss his attention. He just is like that, and that's just really beautiful. And he's always, like, for our anniversary, he, he's the one who talked to my mom about taking our kids so that we could go away. Like, he, he initiated that. I also can be overwhelming where I constantly want to hang out with Jess. I notice sometimes like she's a like, leech, huh? Yeah, she's like, now I've got to put you to bed, and it's like, oh, well, well I, you would have mind, huh? Yeah, it'd be cool if, if you just come in and say, now you know, give me like a little bit more of a. Hello. I'm like a pigeon. I just I need like another little crumb. Now, how does that make you feel, producer Heather? Do you feel um, a little jealous? I would like my husband to give me a little more attention um, than he does at the current moment. But I'm glad that uh, TJ does that for you, Jess. <laughs> Kenny's got another question. Go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, Jess, going back to the early parts of the relationship, a lot of times I think we rely on our friends and their opinions. I was wondering, what was your friend's reaction when you first introduced them to TJ or maybe even like showed them a picture? Uh, okay, I remember calling my brother and telling him about TJ, that I met a guy, he's on the radio, and I said he's really different from anyone I've ever been with, and he said... Jess, everyone you've been with has been horrible. Different is great. Let's go with different. Mm. And High standard. I, I, I sent him a picture of TJ, and he said he looks like a really cool man, and oh, he's that's attractive. Nice. Nice. That's great. Oh, and he's attractive. <laughs> Look at that. He's yeah, attractive. And, you know, there's an interesting story. Talk about people who are really close to you thinking something about this new person you bring to the family. My wife's mom, my mother-in-law, has shared a story that when she first met me, she was very concerned, and she actually felt like she had she had this feeling that God said to her, leave him alone and just let it be. And she listened huh. to that voice. And that's really interesting. All these years later, I, I really appreciated her sharing that with me. Wow. Yeah, this strong sense to not meddle, to let it happen, and yeah. like to not get involved mm. in a negative way. And she practiced restraint and she says you know 10 years later she's so grateful she listened to that voice well there it is it's hard to believe you know i never envisioned my life like this but i'm so grateful to be married for 10 years today's the day and camera guy josh go ahead ask away my wife jess is on the phone we're celebrating 10 years today yeah hi jess uh my question is you guys have been married 10 years what single piece of advice would you give yourself 10 years ago in the future to being a wife? Oh, hmm. That's good. Maybe to anticipate the tension that comes with raising babies. Like, that was the first introduction of tension into our relationship. It was really easy and free and fun. And then we had a baby. We're, I'm so grateful, right? I don't need to say that. I'm so grateful mm -hmm. to be a mom. And also it introduced tension into our relationship and introduced, like, a real imbalance of responsibilities and that TJ's life seemed almost imperceptibly like there was no change it seemed like from my view and my life a hundred percent changed there was a little bit of resentment that grew and so I think jumping in, in front of a therapist right away ah, there you and go. like figuring out figuring out how to communicate 
what I need. Like, I, I need you to hold our baby more. I need you to, like, part of loving me is actually taking care of the child we made together. Yeah, I didn't want to drop the baby. I and mean, that baby, by the way, Charlie, who's not pick upable anymore. She's <laughs> eight years old and strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> but uh, I was nervous at first. I just cared about her. I didn't want to hurt her, you know. But it turns out actually, it's it's easier to pick up a baby than I originally thought. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was definitely well, something you- we had to work through that because I'd never been even around a little kid before. I didn't ever pick up a kid before my own baby. I was never asked to hold a baby before my own baby. So, so wild. I had no idea what to do. I had to get but trained. No, it's not even just that. It's not like, oh, I knew what to do. I didn't know what to do. I'd never been a mother. It's a completely different experience than seeing a baby every once in a while. The thing is, when a baby is born, a mother is also a born. A father is also a born. Like, there's three births. There's three new creatures that happen in that moment. And I think what, TJ, you didn't realize and I couldn't articulate to you was that my needs changed drastically. Like, I I no longer needed you to, like, just talk to me and ask me about my dreams. Like, I needed you to hold my baby and let me take a shower. And so I became resentful. Like, I just would watch you, like, walking around with your hands free. And I'd be like, look at that man. Like, oh, man, smelling good. Like, Irish Spring. Yeah, I know. And you mentioned something very important. You mentioned therapy. We talk about that all the time. I'm so grateful for our uh, sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides a way for you to look up and take a questionnaire, get linked up with a licensed therapist. And I think it's just worthy of a mention because it's an entryway to find a therapist. One of the hardest parts of getting into therapy, if you've never been in it before, is how do you even find the right person to talk to? And now there are services like BetterHelp.com. And I'll give you the website, BetterHelp.com slash TJ. And you can fill out that questionnaire and they link you up with something. So whether it's something related to parenting or anything else you may be going through, I think that is certainly worthy of another message. But Jess, we really appreciate you answering yeah. all these questions. Thank you very much for yeah, all that. Yeah, they're, they're good questions. Thanks for caring, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, and if you're just hearing this segment only and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I missed the press conference. Um, these guys asked a bunch of questions to my wife, Jess, and talked about what it's like being married 10 years. And it's not really so much about me and Jess, but more about just any relationship. How do we navigate relationships? It's a really tough putt. It is hard. And it's not a shameful thing to be like, I need help or I need to seek counsel or ask someone else, how are you doing it? Or how are you making it work? We haven't navigated everything perfectly, but we're here today and we're very happy to see that through the trials, the trials have actually sharpened us the most. For sure. Thank you for turning on the TJ show today. We've got more to come. This is the TJ Show. Hey, it's J-Bo's birthday. Hey! Ooh, yeah. yeah. Hey! It's J-Bo's birthday today. Hey! Mm -hmm. Birthday to you. Thanks for the backup, Kenny. Birthday (laughs) to you. I don't know. Somebody cares around here. Birthday to you. Hey! Happy birthday, dear J-Bo. Whoa! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Wow, we should start a duo. Yeah. You and me. It's pretty cool. Found the harmony there. Yeah, we could probably make a couple bucks on a street corner. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. I'd be down for that. I'll give you five bucks. Hey, happy birthday, J-Bo. Thank you, sir. It is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Welcome to the TJ Show. Oh, wait, producer Heather, can you go run into my office on the floor on the left-hand side of the, the room? Go ahead, look next to the couch. There's a hiding spot. Go grab what's in there. Right, I hid something from J-Bo today. Well, check this out. When I meant I, to bring it in. What? When I walked in today in the studio where I stand, there's a birthday sash. There was a birthday sash waiting for me, which I'm wearing right now. 
from producer Heather. Nice and pretty and pink. Beautiful. And there's a sign that says birthday princess with a crown on it. I almost wore my crown today, but I thought it would be a little too much. But I see it would have been appropriate. We'll bring that to J-Bo. Please deliver her. These her eggs? Freshly made Oreo crumble Can- cupcakes. Ow! Whoa! It's- made this by is- my wife Jess for yes. you. Go ahead and take a look. You get to choose a version either with a full Oreo on top or just a crumble. These are massive. Wow. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Look at those. Your birthday, J-Bo. We got to make sure that you know that you're loved and celebrated. Thank you. I have a little message here for you. I was interviewing my five-year-old and my three-year-old about you last night, J-Bo. On the count of three, say happy birthday, J-Bo. One, two, three. Happy birthday, J-Bo. Could you do it? Happy birthday, J-Bo. One, two, three. Happy birthday, J-Bo. Hey. hey, there you go. Good job, guys. I'm going to play that for her, okay? Ow. Just smashed my knee on your toy. <laughs> I just rammed my kneecap into one of their little cars that they drive around, and it's like they laugh at it. They don't ask me how I'm doing. Am I okay, Dada? They just... Cracked up. That That's was there. Funny, Dada. I hurt myself. That's not funny. Dada hurt me. So where, where's your present for Jabo? Oh, Dada, I did make something for Jabo. Translation: Dada, I didn't make something for Jabo. Took her by surprise. That's my three-year-old. No, oh, she's precious. You didn't make something for Jabo. Now I forgot too. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Don't. She forgot. She oh, forgot. It's okay. <laughs> she forgot you, Jabo. It it's happens. All right. It happens. She'll remember next year. No, you don't even have to. It's okay. Um, just say, not a big deal. No big deal. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, J-Bo. They all love you, J-Bo. Oh, they're sweet. Thank you, TJ. Producer Kenny hit the streets yesterday, found some new friends to wish a happy birthday to (laughs) J-Bo. What? So it's my friend J-Bo's birthday. Can you help me wish her happy birthday? (laughs) Who? My friend J-Bo. Who's J-Bo? J-Bo is my friend. So, happy birthday. (laughs) That's it. What else do you want me to say? I don't even know who you're talking about. She's the most positive person you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah. So, not, nothing? Nothing. Happy birthday? Yeah, I thought you were talking about something else. Cool. All right. Peace out. Cool, thanks. Sorry, that didn't go so well, Jabo. But <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. There's another one here. It's my friend Jabo's birthday. Okay. I was wondering if you could help me wish her happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jabo. She's a sneaker collector. And a military spouse. A military spouse? Yeah, yeah. Her husband, Archie's in the military. Oh, okay, great. Well, thank you both, because I'm sure it's a sacrifice for her, too. Can you help me, like, maybe, like, sing happy birthday to her? Oh, no, I'm done here now. No, you don't want to? Okay. <laughs> See, it's no thing. singing in the streets. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you know people who know you, and that's a beautiful part of your birthday. Yes. This is, uh, okay, let's try this again. I was hoping you could help me wish my friend J-Bo a happy birthday. Definitely, definitely. Just want to wish J-Bo a happy birthday and many many more go for life and live life to the fullest that's for sure take note she owns over 130 pairs of sneakers oh lord go get 131 (laughs) yeah there you go what a good birthday gift right yeah yeah, that's for sure can you give me like maybe like an exciting like happy birthday J-Bo happy birthday J-Bo from Don happy birthday J-Bo and many more woo all right all right man thank you Don Uh what do you think of the name J-Bo is that a real name yeah does she like it? She loves it, yeah. And I like it. J-Bo. It's like J-Lo, but J-Bo. Okay. If she likes it, I like it. 
Awesome. So, <laughs> producer Kenny was trying to make something happen out there for That's you. That's a great crew. If they knew you, they would love you. Yeah, I think so too. I appreciate you, producer Kenny, and I the hope, efforts. I hope I piqued their interest at least. Yeah. We're so happy to be celebrating our Jabo. You've got all these gifts sitting in front of you. Yeah. And so why don't we get started? Let's see what everyone got you. And That's so awkward. Really? The, yeah, the goal here is to find out who got the best gift. And so go ahead and rip open that first That's one. That's not the goal. Well, I am not going to say that... This is from producer Heather. You know, people can have different goals, Jabo. That's my goal. Okay, that's your goal. I then you can assess. Out. Opening okay. up a bag that says, right. have a dino-mite birthday with a big dinosaur on peppermint it. Peppermint herbal teas. I love peppermint tea. Who's that from? Producer Heather. Oh, nice. Well done. Okay, let's see what Food I'm- is a gift you can't go wrong with. Often <gasps> underestimated. <laughs> there goes the tea. I knocked it on the floor. This is awesome. What is that? A Taylor Swift version of 1989 on vinyl. Whoa, look at that. You got a record player? Yes, yes I do. Great gift. Let's go, baby. Heather, that's so thoughtful. All Estimated right. retail value, shout it out. Uh, $34.99. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Kenny, you're up next. Wait, there's more. Oh, wait, there's another one? <gasps> oh. oh, my gosh. And there's a mug that says Swift Tea that goes with the tea, but Swift Tea off of Taylor Swift. Come oh, on, that's baby. Clever. Yo, so thoughtful. Beautiful. Kenny, you're up next. Everybody's nervous. I don't know if I'll be able to top that. Thank you, producer Heather. Let's see what we got here. A gift. All right, I got a gift from Kenny. It's wrapped. It's in the same shape as producer (laughs) Heather. Why are you laughing? Oh my gosh, it's it's the same album that producer Heather got me. (laughs) 1989, Taylor's version. Did you guys coordinate that? No, I'm upset with Heather. She's not even a Swifty. J-Bo and I have been bonding yes. over the last couple of weeks because we both oh. went to go see the Eras Tour movie. <laughs> I thought I was being so thoughtful. You and got now it's the, ruined. The same gift? This yeah. is awesome. That's look at terrible. The look on camera guys Josh's face is hilarious. <laughs> jo- Josh, did you get me the same thing? I, I don't want to give my gift anymore. <laughs> he gave me the same thing? I, no way. It's an album? Get out of here. <laughs> That can't be the oh, same. No. You, you can't. <laughs> but it's wrapped in Christmas paper. Oh my God, this bow is beautiful, Josh. Look at. Th- Rip uh, it open. Hope you like the bow. All right, all right. No way. Hold on, I'm ripping it open now. There's no way you guys this got three of the same paper. gift. That's ridiculous. <gasps> oh, it's a different album. <laughs> different album. It is a record, but it's Tori Kelly. That's my girl. Oh. Tori Kelly Christmas album and a Taylor Swift record. Man, this is awesome. I'm wow. ecstatic. That is, this is great. One of my favorite singers right there, Tori Kelly. Mine too, Tori Taylor. So far, so good. Now I'm nervous. This is my gift. All now. right, you're last. Producer Let's go. Heather, go deliver that to Jabo. It's wrapped. I knew I knew you were gonna give me a book. It is a book. It is a book. Ooh, the principles and power of vision. And it's one of my favorite books. It talks about when you have a vision and how you get there. And I know that you're somebody who likes to think about the future. I do. Oh wait, and then there's more. Hold on, I have something else. Can you? Thank you. Put this in your hand and deliver this to Jabo. I got you some treasure. Now, don't touch it. Keep it in the bag. <laughs> Look this? at what that is. Is this a Liberty coin? It's an ounce of silver. Dollar, so, one dollar, one ounce, fine silver. Yeah. Is there chocolate on the inside? No, no, don't. It's don't. a legit coin? It's a legit coin. Yeah, it's Are real treasure. Serious? Yeah, we talk about how we like to find treasure. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, now you got it. I got wisdom and treasure? Yeah, there you go. And music gifts? Yeah. It's a good day. Happy birthday to Happy J-Bo. Birthday, J-Bo. Hey! You know, there's something that my in-laws have done for years that I saw the very first time I met my wife's family. It was my mother-in-law's birthday, 
And before she opened all of her gifts that the family had gathered around to watch her open, everyone first told her why they love her. And I was so moved by that. Does that make you uncomfortable, Kenny? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it, and I saw there was so much passion there. So without further ado, as we wrap up our show for today and we this is awkward. get ready to <laughs> dawn a new day tomorrow, uh, well, we'll start with Kenny. Kenny, tell Jabo why you love her. Well, I, I love her for a number of reasons. I love Stop this stalling. job. I told Jabo earlier at a little note that I wrote to her for her birthday, but I love this job. But one of the highlights of this job for me is getting to work with and getting to know Jabo more and more. There's so much about you that I, I admire. And this may sound silly, but I really do admire this. Like, whenever we go to the coffee shop and all of the tables are taken, Jabo's the one that goes up to the person sitting alone at a big table and says, Hey, can you move? Because we have a big group. That scares the heck out of me, yeah. Jabo. And you Inspiring. do it with no problem at all. So I salute you, Jabo. Happy birthday. Oh, Producer Kenny, Heather. Thank you. What do you love about our friend Jabo on her birthday? Um, I do love, even though it's annoying to me, I do love Jabo's positivity and the way she can find uh, the better side of things. Uh, so yeah, that's that's it. I love you, Jabo. Oh, I love you, Heather. That was really hard for Heather because <laughs> sharing feelings and emotions, it's one of her biggest challenges in her life. So that was very good. And then she said she loved me. Wow. Yeah, you did great. Do you, have you ever said I love you to anyone? <laughs> that might have been the first time. I only say it to my dog, Leslie, and, okay. and J-Bo now. Oh, okay. Great, you. great, thank great. You. Awesome. Camera guy, Josh, go ahead and step up. What do you love about J-Bo? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> let's see. Never a good start, by the way. Thanks. Right. Right. <laughs> now, I love J-Bo's confidence, her self-confidence, but it doesn't come off in, like, an arrogant way. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh, just, man. she's good with her, and... And that's it. So I look up to that. That's really cool. Oh, oh, thank that's you. That's very good. Well, Jabo, I mean, there's so many things. How can I pick one? You guys are but best. the first one that comes to mind is I love that you're so intentional about spending time with people one-on-one hmm. and talking to them and, and finding ways to encourage those around you. I see that it's unexpected a lot of times. You say something really nice that you notice about someone and they're like, wow, and it kind of lights them up and gives them a jolt. Oh, thank you. But it's cool because while so many people are so inward focused about like, what about me? What about what? You're you're looking at everyone else and you're looking to build everyone else up. And I think that's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the kind words, guys. Yeah. I'm in my feelings right now. Happy birthday. I gave you an interesting gift and it was a few moments ago you opened it up. It was a silver coin. It was an ounce of fine silver. Yeah. And you almost didn't think it was real at first, but that's real. That's real treasure. Yeah, I thought it was chocolate on the inside. I was ready to eat it. Oh, no, no. Don't do that. You'll crack a tooth on that. Well, I'm thankful. What's so great about an ounce of silver is that if the world collapses, which I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it did, it might actually buy you a week of groceries. Oh, you know what? I appreciate you looking forward for my future. Yeah, keep that somewhere special. And then, uh, you know, if things get worse, you you can uh, buy some bread on the... The, uh, Maybe some eggs and bread? Yeah, on the side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Somebody will take that. That'll be worth money still. Thank you. This is the TJ Show, our news. It sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find. And then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what is happening in the world today? Neil Jones is 59 years old. He won the lottery in England in 2010 for 2.4 million pounds. That's about 3 million U.S. dollars. Congratulations. At the time, he only had 13 pounds or about $16 in his pocket. Whoa. But one of his first splurge purchases was a pool table. He loved to play as a kid. 
and he always dreamed of owning a pool table. So that lottery win allowed him to retire comfortably and afforded him the time to practice. And he was happy to have that time during the COVID lockdowns. He was able to fill his days practicing pool. Today, he is the captain of the English men's national pool team. Get out of here. Man, that <laughs> 59 lottery, years old. That lottery win was the best come up in his life. You is, know? Yeah, it's so cool. And also shows hard work. That's it. Yeah. You get good at something and you become a master of the craft and it takes a lot of time sure. and years. Look at where he is. You're never too old to actually pick something up and kill it. Yeah, he got lucky, but he put in the work, which I think is most important. And the fact that he is at an advanced age, still being able to do something that usually you have to start as a kid to, to get to that level. So congratulations. I love how you put that advanced age. Yeah, yeah, I love that. If you're older, you're advanced. Mm -hmm. A lot I more like advanced that. than me, that's for sure. Kenny, what else do you have? We're learning about a young man who was secretly living in a shopping mall undetected for six months in Shanghai, China. Get out of here. Yeah, he had set up an area underneath a staircase with a tent, a table, a computer, and even an ergonomic chair. <laughs> Which store would you pick if you had to live in the mall if I had to live in the mall, yeah, I don't really know. As long as it's close to uh, Auntie Anne's uh, pretzels, I'm straight. <laughs> that would supply me for quite a while. Those cinnamon on, pretzels? I could live on those pretzels. So yeah, good. Yeah. What about you? I would go with like an electronic store, like a Best Buy or, or something like that. What are you how are you going to eat? Yeah, how are you going to eat? They have like candy and stuff that they sell. Gum. <laughs> No, you're going to have to steal from us at Auntie Anne's. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that or like a Dick's Sporting Goods, a sporting goods store. I think you can have a lot of fun. I would probably pick the bedding store and have like a nice comfortable bed to sleep in what you gonna eat once again <laughs> well I'll have to become a robber I'll have to go steal no, from why can't we just barter why are we nah, stealing right, from fine. each other yeah, yeah. what's no, wrong can, with y'all no we can figure it out I, I, I don't know I'm not used to mall living community it's I don't pretty know cool how we're all living in the same mall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah if we've got connections then fine Kenny what else you have yeah, I want to tell you about uh, this resident in San Francisco, California, woke up one morning to an adorable guest sleeping on her outdoor patio furniture. And this is a PSA to our friend Heather, producer Heather, because if you see these photos, these, this coyote is so cute. And I could totally see Heather just running up and trying to cuddle with it. But you do not puppy. want to do that. Yeah, people get so afraid of these coyotes and they just look like little puppies. Mm -mm. They're wrong? wild animals. I know, but they, but they look so much like a dog. It's so confusing. They're scavengers, bro. So is my dog. My no. dog is constantly scavenging. She's domesticated. No, but if little food falls on the ground, you think she's going to leave it there? No, she's a, <laughs> a bottom feeder. So this resident did the right thing. And after she couldn't scare it away herself, she called animal control. And animal control were able to help get the coyote to move. It hopped over the fence and went on about its day. Yeah, sometimes I wish I could have a coyote as a pet that just lives outside so I don't have to feed it that like heart guard pill and the yeah. dewormer, the tick medicine. I hate giving that stuff to my dog. It takes forever to get her to eat it. This coyote has been watching dogs. It knew. It was like, that sofa has to be really comfy. I'm coming over. <laughs> yeah. You guys are living right. Kenny, what else do you have? The world has a brand new island. So congratulations, planet Earth. What does that mean? It had a brand new baby. That's what I'm taking it as. Yeah. So it's a currently unnamed island that has risen from the sea off the coast of the Japanese island Iwo Jima in the Pacific Ocean. New land? So this, according to the Japanese Meteorological Agency, the island was formed by an undersea volcanic eruption that happened last week. That is that so is cool. fun. Yeah. 
that new land can just pop up. Yes, that's right. awesome. A professor from the University of Tokyo said that the magma had been building up under the water for some time before it finally broke the surface. Photos of this new island show a small eruption sending dark clouds of smoke above this new tiny island that now exists. That's wonderful. How many houses could you fit on it? Like, how tiny are we talking? <laughs> it's pretty tiny, and at this point, it's very rocky and hot, but I, I don't no. know. I, I it didn't Give, give it me... a couple years, TJ. Yeah, let it cool off. Next yeah. thing you know, it'll be in the real estate ads. Right. <laughs> yeah. we Build jump... one house on it. Yeah, we'll jump on that. Yeah, I couldn't find... I actually was curious to see how big the island was, but I couldn't get, like, its dimensions. Kenny, what else do you have? TJ, if there's something strange in your neighborhood, who do you call? Ghostbusters? Of course. Yesterday, Sony Pictures released <laughs> wow. first my husband trailer. Archie. <laughs> is this a Ghostbusters story? Yeah, it's a oh, Ghostbusters story. Out. Sony Pictures released the first trailer for the new Ghostbusters Frozen Empire film. This is a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, which came out in 2021, starring a young cast, including McKenna Grace, Finn Wolfhard, a.k.a. the kid from Stranger Things, and One question. Paul Rudd. One question before you go any further. Bill Murray? Bill Murray is in the oh, preview. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right. Along with Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. How about that? So they're coming back. It's the new and the old coming together. This film is going to be set in New York City where it all started back in the 80s. So the yeah. Ghostbusters are back defending the Big Apple. I walked past the firehouse where I think they're finished filming it. It was really cool to see it because I was a big fan when I was a kid. That's cool. Oh, for sure. Did you see, because I know you have some Boston ties, uh, Bill Murray was eating at a restaurant in Boston and happened to sit under a picture of himself. (laughs) Yes, that sounds like a very Bill Murray thing to do. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Kenny, what else do you have? A woman was left devastated when her cat Mowgli went missing. After six days, she'd pretty much given up hope of seeing her feline friend again. However, one day her dog Daisy was, quote, going berserk, running back and forth in and out of the woods near their home. Mm. Daisy then led her owner down a footpath, then stopped at a deep mine shaft. The owner thought, maybe Daisy is leading me to the cat. From there, animal control experts in the fire department were called to the scene. They were able to spot Mowgli about 100 feet down the mine shaft and Whoa. pulled him up to safety. Curiosity scared the cat. And amazingly, he was not injured at all. Wow. Boy, cats, they're phenomenal. They can drop from really high places and be okay. Very impressive, Meowgli. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. The owner said Daisy the dog is a superstar. She's an amazing dog. Without Daisy's instinct, Mowgli might still be trapped down there. She was relentless in leading me to that spot. It was truly remarkable. That's a good girl. Yeah, that's impressive. I love I wish I knew what animals were thinking. One day we'll get there. Oh yeah. You'll see their thoughts like just hovering over their head. Yeah. Timmy Cook's working on it. Yep. What else you got, Kenny? Companies that sell chicken have long faced criticism about what they feed their chickens. In fact, many companies stopped including things like antibiotics from their chicken feed almost 10 years ago. Still, there is criticism, and now Purdue has come up with an interesting way to fight this criticism. They are now selling what they call Chicks Mix. This is a snack, quote, made from most of the same ingredients that are in the company's chicken feed. That's some CEO who's had enough. You think we're feeding them? Here we go. We're going to wrap this up, and no one's going to buy Who's going to buy that? Does it have chocolate M&Ms in it, like trail mix? No, it doesn't. Oh, then have I'm not interested. Chocolate M&Ms. Mm-hmm. It is speculated, at least in this article that I'm referencing here, that they're not doing it for the money, that they're trying to send a message with wow. this chicks mix. Produced chicken feed contains grain, primarily consisting of corn and soybeans, and is mixed with vitamins, minerals, and amino acids to ensure a nutritionally balanced diet. 
Chicks Mix, the human snack, contains corn, wheat puffs, and edamame with oh. a dash of barbecue spices just for humans, according to the press release. That sounds good. I try it. All right. I was against it at first. I'm sold on that. Who doesn't love a good dried edamame? <laughs> Still need some chocolate. Yeah. Go add it in. You could do that. Kenny, what else do you have? Disney is planning to launch a new ESPN streaming service, but experts on Wall Street are skeptical about how much ESPN will be able to get away with charging their customers. What's it looking like? It's looking pretty dang expensive, TJ. Now, they haven't released any official details, but analysts have estimated that it would have to cost a minimum of $30 a month in order for Disney to break even, let alone turn a profit. It's unbelievable what's happened. How many different ways you can splinter the entertainment that we're getting. It really does make me miss cable. Cable was the best deal on earth, and we used to think it was taking advantage of us. Look at what happens. Now, is this streaming service being added on to what Disney is already offering, or is it a separate thing from what Disney offers? I think this is a new separate thing. So Disney offers ESPN Plus right now, but this is supposed to be different and more than that. From what I understand, their former streaming chief, who's now an advisor to CEO Bob Iger, his name's Kevin Mayer, he says sports fans will be willing to pay even if the price tag is higher than what most platforms currently cost. Uh, What makes him think that, though? That sports fans are nuts? I mean, I can relate to that. (laughs) They Uh, probably paid that in the past. Yeah, I don't know if they've paid that in the past, but because he thinks that it's a fair deal for all that ESPN offers to its customers that $30 a month is a reasonable price. That's what he's saying. At a certain Mm -hmm. point, we got a question. Is it worth our time? Is it worth our money? What is it doing for our lives? Kenny? He kind of makes sense, though, because if people are willing to pay for like the Red Zone and pay for pay-per-view to watch certain boxing. Is pay-per-view still a thing? Yeah. Okay, if people are willing to pay for that, then 30 bucks a month? Not going to get it out of me. be a lot. But I also don't know, like, with the rules of the game, so that's a big problem. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's... Interesting because you have all of these different platforms that are fighting for different content partners. Like Red Zone is its own thing with the NFL. I don't know if ESPN will be able to incorporate the Red Zone into their new streaming service. So if you want both, you have to pay for both. Let them fight it out. Yeah. And let's just go for walks outside in the meantime. (laughs) Thank you for turning on the TJ show today. Kenny, thank you for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 